it's trying to map the problem that our company can solve with the the product and the solution piece. And so a lot of our, our demo training is around that. How do you identify the problem? And then how are you going to map it back to that vignette of the solution? Because otherwise you end up doing what I like to call the harbor cruise uh, or the kitchen sink demo, which is basically just like every bell and whistle. And you just sit there and the customer's going like, oh my God, when does this end? Hey everyone, George Soto here, and you're watching Demo Diaries. Today I'm joined by Lish Gates, who is Director of Global Revenue Enablement at Algolia. How are you, Lish? I'm great. How are you, George? You know what? I can't complain. In Miami, having a good time, sunny. I got a little puppy here, which <laughs> I got to show you later, Please. but uh, I can't complain. Uh, why don't you uh, take a quick second to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your career background? So I have a bit of a wild background, but um, first and foremost, yeah, I, I run the enablement team at Algolia. Um, I, before that, was in a sales operations role at iHeartRadio. And before that, was doing a lot of different things of selling. Um, so I have a sales background and also was in the military. So I've had like lots of different jumps and journeys in my career to, to get me to here. Yeah, I saw that on your LinkedIn. I was like, you're in the Navy, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to tell me about that one day. It's uh, it's probably learned a heck of a lot about discipline and attention to detail and, and those sort of things. Oh, yeah. Well, how do we sort of define these days in your experience what revenue enablement is? And, you know, we talk to a lot of folks in sales enablement and mm -hmm. there's also like a uh, other acts enablement that we've seen in terms of titles, but revenue enablement's now been popping up uh, quite often. How would you define it? Yeah, it's a great question. So I think when I think about sales enablement, traditionally, it's been very, very tied to just the sales team and the customer journey doesn't end there, right? Once they become a customer, like the sales cycle continues, the life of the customer continues, and there's the upsells that come from uh, working with those customers as well. And so the idea of revenue enablement is that we're at every step of the way of what is touching a customer, and we support all of the teams that touch a customer. Awesome. Yeah, it, that makes a ton of sense. And I think now because systems are so interconnected, you really have to have someone who can sort of see the entire view, right? Across the yeah. revenue side organizations. Um, yeah. Sharing that, you know, of course, we're all about demos here at Reprise. I mean, what would you say in your experience you would typically go as an enablement professional to like, onboard and train your revenue side reps around like demos and what's the process typically for for getting something like that put together yeah so it really depends on the role and the kind of demoing they're going to be doing right um obviously an se is going to have to have a lot more demo training than an ae or an sdr and so that's the first thing is what do they need to know and and how deep do we need to go into demo training um and then it's trying to map the problem that our company can solve with the 
the product and the solution piece. And so a lot of our, our demo training is around that. How do you identify the problem? And then how are you going to map it back to that vignette of the solution? Because otherwise you end up doing what I like to call the harbor cruise uh, or the kitchen sink demo, which is basically just like every bell and whistle. And you just sit there and the customer's going like, oh my God, when does this end? So, um, so that's what we try to try to train the reps on. Um, first and foremost is mapping product and solution to pain. Um, and then also depending on the role, how deep we need to go into that. Um, so then I guess the next piece of that is how do you build that into onboarding? Um, and how do you like continually like upskill the reps? Because obviously their product is constantly changing and the way that we do things, the way things look is constantly changing as well. And so we kind of, depending on, on what formats needed, so if it's onboarding, um, we do a mixture of, you know, on-demand training, leveraging different tools where we can showcase what it looks like in real life. So stuff like Chorus, um, where we can showcase like within their onboarding material, like, hey, here's where the pain was and this is what the rep showed to that specific customer or that persona. Um, and then if we're going to go deeper, we'll start doing like mock situations where we'll play the role of a persona or a company or a use case. And we see... Um, the rep try to map that to the vignette that they're going to show us. Awesome. So do you have situations where a harbor cruise, we, we call it a harbor tour here internally, is relevant to a specific stage in the sales cycle and perhaps maps to a particular tier of, of prospect and on the other side to a particular type of salesperson, whether you're like an SDR versus an AE, and maybe an AE that focuses on mid-market versus an AE that focuses on, let's say, enterprise? Yeah, so we do. I mean, there's um, there's lots of different demo types. Again, like um, for SDRs, like they're probably just trying to show like short clips of what we've done with other customers that are in a similar vertical or have a similar use case. And that can be used in like a vidyard format and sent out to, to people because they're, they're traditionally not doing like a lot of the, the live demoing. So it's more of like the future state of what other customers have done and how we've helped solve that problem before for other customers. Um, then for AEs, um, again, it really depends on like segment and type like or the problem. We've got a very wide use case here at Algolia. Um, we're solving search, so um, providing content in different ways or products in different ways uh, can it can have like a lot of different solutions and outcomes and outlooks. So um, it, it really depends on the persona because there's certain parts of our product that are going to be make more sense or solve a problem for a business user versus a developer. And so we have very different demos for the different personas and the different segments or the different use cases um, that we have. Awesome. And is that generally like revenue enablement, collaborating with product to create these demo instances or maybe collaborating with your sales engineering team? Or how do you actually, you know, like create these things and then maintain them over time? Yeah, so it's a really good question. So it, I, I call them SMEs, subject matter experts, and there's various ones. So um, if it's a new product, typically we'll start working with our PMMs, 
um, on, you know, what's the storyline that we need to tell for this specific feature? What pain again does it map to? Um, and so we'll work with them. But then there's also um, new use cases or new new things that sometimes we we didn't even find out until we talked to a prospect or a customer. And so an SE will maybe have a heavy hand in helping build out what that demo is. Um, so it's it's constantly an iterative process of trying to find what's working, what's not, and then and then changing it based on on the success of what is working. Um, and then something that we've recently created at Algolia is a solutions team. And so they've now created a, an inspiration library, if you will, on our website that allows us to inspire customers and like to explore the different use cases um, that we have. And so that's been a, a new part for what we can demo of what we can provide to other customers. Awesome. Yeah, I was thinking about doing something similar on our site, like a sort of like replay, we call demos replays here internally, mm -hmm. like a replay gallery to get folks inspired around what they can build. So it's, uh, thanks for sort of validating my idea. <laughs> yeah, of course, it's a great idea. <laughs> what would you say in 2021 is the like revenue enablement stack and any particular tools that you really like here today that stand out and you can say, you know what? We love paying for this thing because it really moves the needle. Um, so conversational intelligence is, is pretty high for me. Um, it's a selfish one, a little bit for enablement because it's constantly us trying to understand what's happening on the front lines, what's working, and it's a feedback loop. But also the reps love being able to see what other people are doing and then try to iterate and change how they're maybe doing a demo um, because they see it resonate better uh, in someone else's demo. So um, th that's one's pretty high for me uh, on the tech stack because it also allows me to create onboarding material, uh, learning and development material, you name it. So um, that one's up there. Uh, the other part of enablement is just providing the right content at the right time to reps. And so um, having some form of CMS to, to be able to push that at the right stage of the sales cycle um, is very important and also understanding how that um, is accepted or rejected by our prospects or customers is very helpful information because it allows us to understand what do we need to build more of or um, you know how is that impacting our, our deal cycle. Awesome. Any particular metrics that you know if you had to sort of sit down and say, okay, we have all these capabilities, we have these tools, we now need to focus on some of the key metrics that really drive, uh, you know, sort of the measurement of effectiveness. Any sort of tips around that that you would give folks who are maybe getting started with revenue enablement that they should focus on? It's a really big question, George. Um, it is. So, a <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think like part of the what's the meaning of life, George? What? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No, I think like I, I talked to a lot of different enablement peers about this because this is like always a, a question that we ask each other all the time, you know, like how can I measure the impact of what I'm doing? And a lot of the time of enablement, it's a lagging indicator because it's either you notice a problem and maybe it's 
uh, you know, deals are stuck in a certain stage and then you're trying to create a solution with your managers on how we can progress that through. And that to me would be like, okay, if I've improved sales cycle velocity, then, um, you know, I'm doing a good job. So I think with anything with tooling adoption, it's what is the problem you're trying to solve? So if I'm going to go and buy a tool, it's because either I'm wanting more productivity or I'm trying to uh, create more efficiencies, right, in the sales cycle or, reps don't have what they need to um to to do better at their their role and so i'm always trying to figure out what that looks like and then i measure has it improved um the other pieces is obviously like just adoption metrics as well like do they use the tool um that's super important but um yeah those are just like preliminary things but for anything enablement it's what's the problem and how are you going to measure it before you even start building the solution. You know, one of the things that I've been thinking a lot about is uh, like attribution related to marketing content, you know, and it's like mm-hmm. how it's actually affecting revenue. And I've struggled actually quite a bit recently on that. I know we've, we've just been getting started, but I'm trying to dig in. So if you have any tips for me in the future, uh, please send them my way because uh, we definitely want to want to really own that moving forward, right? Everything now, of course, has to has to be tied to revenue or else we yeah. don't really know. Now, I, I do understand sort of the value around branding uh, activities and things like that, but eventually, you know, sooner than later, we really want to get a handle on how it's impacting revenue. You know, if you think about a strategy, one that just pops out that you employ that really you know, there's an effective piece of your revenue enablement strategy. Anything that comes to mind that you'd like to share with folks? Um, it's a good question as well. Um, lots of good questions today, George. Uh, the first one that comes to, to my mind today, and if you ask me this next week, it'd probably be something different because, um, you know, it's constantly evolving, but uh, accountability. Um, because what sales enablement is effectively doing is selling internally to the team, um, selling like the best practices, selling content that, that, that could help move the needle. Uh, and we're trying to just democratize that. And um, without creating accountability and without creating like a partnership with the management team, it doesn't really work. Um, and so that's, that's a big piece of the tactic that I've employed um, and then the other piece is making sure that whatever I'm doing is measurable, like doing a survey of like whether or not someone enjoyed a training is, is less exciting for me, making sure that I've actually improved revenue, like an increased revenue, that's more exciting. Um, and so I'm always constantly thinking about how what I'm doing can be tied back to some form of revenue improvement, whether it's efficiency or driving more deals. Awesome. Liz, thank you so much. Liz, you're also not to call you out, but you're an amazing artist as well. <laughs> you know that. I'm dying to jam out again. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll see whenever that happens. But uh, thank you so much for being on the show today. If you are out there and you're trying to learn more about, you know, revenue enablement and maybe folks want to follow you uh, on social, what are some good channels or URLs to reach you? I'm a big LinkedIn user, so come follow me on LinkedIn. And sometimes I get inspired and I post some blogs. So um, that's the best way to get in touch with me. And I'm always happy to ideate with people and problem solve if you're in enablement too. So don't be scared, reach out. 
Awesome. Well, have a wonderful, wonderful day and I uh, hope to see you soon. Awesome. Thanks, George. Thank you.